Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone. So glad that you're tuned in to Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley up here in northern Colorado, and I am your host for the next hour as Calvary Live is the program where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or how do we as Christians react to uh, the things that we see going on around us, and there's a lot of things going on, isn't there, in this world. We need to have a good biblical worldview. We need the Word of God. We need the wisdom of God and the strength of God. So give me a call if you got any questions. Uh, maybe you heard a Bible study, or maybe you had your own devotions or had a small group Bible study and some discussion came up or questions came up. I'd love to talk to you and uh, do my best to help you and point you to the Word of God. So give me a call. You heard that number as the show opened up. The live uh, uh, Calvary Live here, the call-in number is 303-690-3000. Again, call-in number is 303-690-3000, which means you get to call, and then we get to have a discussion. You are listening live, those of you who are tuned in to Grace FM, along the front range of Colorado into southern Wyoming, uh, it is a windy Tuesday afternoon. I pray that you're doing well. Maybe you're on your way home uh, from work or school. Uh, maybe perhaps you're taking the kids to uh, music practice, dance practice, uh, basketball practice, whatever it might be. Some of you got football practice. And uh, so uh, maybe perhaps it's an opportunity for you to give me a call at 303-690-3000. Love to talk to you. Um, pray you're having a great day. And want to welcome all those who are listening online as well. And maybe you're listening to the mobile app of Grace FM or perhaps on your computers on the Grace FM website. Welcome. Anywhere in the country that you are at, you get to call in at 303-690-3000. And I know people are listening all over the country, so welcome. But also want to welcome those who uh, are also tuned in on Hope FM and Truth FM and Radio by Grace all throughout the country on the East Coast and in the South and parts of the Midwest, even in the Western part of the United States, we welcome you and we uh, just invite you to call in. You are a week delayed as you're listening on Hope or Truth or Radio by Grace or any other radio station that has picked up Calvary Live. You're a week delayed, but you get to call in right now. You will speak to us. Uh, to a person. Um, you will speak to me live, and then next week it will be broadcast on those radio stations. So this is your show. Give me a call. We only got an hour. Call early. Uh, get one of those open lines because we got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. Let's talk about Jesus. Uh, let's go to the Word of the Lord. Uh, let's be encouraged in the Lord. Uh, let's go to the throne of grace in our time of need. Uh, I want to remind you that there's another way for you to be able to 
ask a question or for a prayer request, and that's a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. And as most of you know, if you've been listening to Calvary Live, as a 24-7 prayer line, you can text in a prayer request anytime, day or night, and the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora will be looking at those and will be praying for you. And uh, I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful resource, especially as we're headed to the holiday season with Thanksgiving just next week. Uh, it's coming on as fast. I do got a prayer request. There is a fire uh, up in uh, Estes Park. There's been some evacuations. Estes Park is part of our listening area here on Grace FM. So you, if you're up in Estes Park, we want to pray for you. Pray that you're doing well, that they get that fire contained quickly. But it's a very windy day, and it's very dry right now. And so, Father, we just ask that you would just um, put that fire out. That the We thank you for the firefighters that are out there um, that are battling this blaze. It's threatening homes, uh, people's livelihoods. And we just pray for uh, a quick uh, containment, Lord, that the winds would die down because uh, we know it's very dry. And we pray for moisture, Lord. We need the moisture. It's been so dry um, lately. No snow, uh, no moisture really to that has been very measurable or helpful for so long. And we just pray that, Lord, as we're under red flag warnings right now, that uh, we'd all be careful and that the fires wouldn't start and you just protect those homes up there in Nessus Park. And I just pray that you would just um, show yourself strong on their behalf, protect the firefighters and all those who are working on it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So keep praying for them. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and we have an open line. Let's go ahead and go to Ryan in Aurora. Ryan? Yes, sir. How are you? I'm, I'm good, Jeff. Um, I, I'd actually called a few weeks ago and yeah. um, asked for a prayer request for my marriage and as it's, we're going through a divorce, and um, things have... Um, not changed. Uh, we're still in the process of getting a divorce, and um, I've tried to fight for our marriage. Um, you know, I've tried to not give up, and but it's it's pretty much one-sided at this point. And so I just, I guess I, I am feeling a sense of peace and um, just His grace. So even though He's closing this door, um, I feel like He's He's working in my life, and he's opening new doors, and he just—I uh, just feel at peace now. I don't—I don't my my anxiety and my depression has gone way down since um, I've been away from my uh, spouse, and uh, yeah. So I guess I'm—I'm I'm just calling for an update and just prayers for um, new opportunities and um, yeah. just anything he's yeah. got coming my way. So yeah. And Ryan, I'm sorry you're going through this, and we're going to pray for you and what the Lord has for you, that he continue to bring you peace and comfort, but also, Lord, that he would work, um, that he would work in this situation. And Father, we do. We pray for Ryan as it's so difficult to go through, uh, particularly in a marriage that is severed and strained. And Lord, I just pray, if it's your will, if there's any opportunity, that there be healing, that there be restoring of this marriage. Uh, but Lord, as Ryan is, um, as he is looking to what you have for him, 
I pray that you continue to bring him strength and wisdom. I thank you that you brought comfort to him. And Lord, we know that the scripture says that when uh, you comfort us, it's a help, it's a strength. And I pray that for Ryan. I just pray you give him wisdom in moving forward in what you have for him and that you would, Lord, just work. And um, I just pray for um, his wife. I just pray that you work in her heart. And Lord, um, that you would just minister to her the things you want to. And Lord, you're the one that um, works in our situations and in our lives. And so, Lord, I just commit this couple to you. I commit Ryan to you in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, hey, Pastor. Bless Jeff. you. All right, Ryan. God bless you. We'll God be praying, you. okay? Thank you so much. Take care. You you bet. 303-690-3000. You know, when the Lord gives us comfort, and Paul writes about that, how the Lord comforted him. When he begins 2 Corinthians, he said, "Who our God who comforts us in all our tribulations. That word comfort has the meaning of help and strength. It's not just like, you know, like a... Um, Maybe we have small children and they get they get mad or they get hurt and we kiss their boo boo and put a band aid on it and send them on their way. It's much more than that. There's comfort, there's strength, there's help, and of course we know the Holy Spirit uh, is our helper, our comforter. The Scripture says by a work of the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God. So uh, that's why it's important for us to look to the Lord for comfort because He is the source of that. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. When somebody um, hangs up, you know that there's an open line. And so I believe that we have a couple open lines. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Will in Denver. Will? Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for calling. Thank you for answering. I just wanted to ask a, more like an obedience question. So I'm an overthinker, and like patience is a real issue for me. And I know that God works daily, and that our provision and our contentment is in the day. But it's like I feel some things burning out my heart from the Lord about like different ministry opportunities. It's just I don't know what to do. You know, it's like do I just take a step of faith? Because I'm all for like I'm. I have a problem. I used to be like an all-walk type of guy. Like, I didn't even care. As soon as it was, you know, elicited to me, I would just go do it. But it's like, I don't know what he's asking of me. Patience, yeah. wait, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know what he's saying to you, Will? He's saying, come back and see me tomorrow. You know, as we go to him day by day, and I've been in that place where sometimes the Lord makes it clear. You know, he puts something on your heart. It's clear. We step out in faith. We should step out in faith at that time. But I also know there have been many uh, times as well that the Lord is putting something on my heart. He's stirring me, just like, you know, you're saying that you, you got a burning in your heart. There's a stirring in your heart, but you're not quite sure what it is. And the Lord, um, you know, he reminds me, he's like, Jeff, okay. I'll show it to you in time, but I want you to see me today, and then I want you to come back and see me tomorrow, and he will show you in time. And it, it does take patience. And the Bible talks about waiting on the Lord. And uh, I can be a little bit like you at times, Will. I, I want to know now. You know, I want to know, you know what it is that you're putting on my heart, what it is that you're showing me. 
But the Lord, um, as we pray about not only in areas of obedience, but praying for God's provision or, you know, we need a decision to make on on what job to take, you know, different things in life, oftentimes the Lord will say wait, to wait on him. And that's not an easy thing to do. David, he was waiting on the Lord out in the wilderness as you read the Psalms. Psalm 63, I wait on you. Um, Lord, he didn't know what his future was. He was writing that when he was in the wilderness running from his son Absalom. And waiting on the Lord is something that's not always easy because we live in an instant world. We want answers right away. I want to know what I need to do. Sometimes the Lord will answer us right away, but other times he does say, wait. And I want you to keep praying about it because he's sorting things out in our own hearts. He's working behind the scenes, but he will be faithful. So one of the things about um, waiting on the Lord, I, I think this is a good chapter for you to consider in the book of Isaiah. And in Isaiah chapter 30, the Lord is saying to them that come to me, come to me. And we should always go to the Lord when our hearts are being stirred, you know, you know to have that close relationship with the Lord, our devotions in the day, uh, every day. That's what's so wonderful about being a Christian is it's about relationship, hearing from him, going to him. But in chapter 30 of Isaiah, he he's saying to the children of Israel, you take counsel, but not of me. Uh, you devise plans, but not of my spirit. So the chapter is encouraging them to turn to him and to call out to him. And he says, first of all, go to him in verse 15 of the chapter, in returning and rest, you shall be saved, and quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But then he added something kind of sad there. He said, but you would not. So you know, Will, to go to him, just keep going to him. And then second of all, wait on him. Therefore, the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. And blessed are all those who wait for him. So the Bible says as we're waiting for him to work, um, that he will be gracious, that he will bless. We know that I believe it's in Ecclesiastes, no, Lamentations. It's Lamentations chapter 3, that he will be uh, gracious to those who wait on him, good to those who wait on him. So there's benefit. Isaiah later on says in chapter 40, that those who uh, wait on the Lord will renew their strength. So there's benefit on waiting on the Lord. But then he says, he promises as we go to him and wait on him, that he will be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, turn to the right and turn to the left. That's a promise from the Lord. So I think you're on the right track. Um, Will, I really do. You go to him, you wait on him, and then he promises that that you are going to hear from him. Go to the right, go to the left. And I find great comfort in that, that, Lord, you will speak to me, and, Lord, you're going to show me which way to go and what I am to do. So, Father, I just pray for Will. I just pray as he's desiring to do your will, his heart is stirring. And, Lord, he's in a place right now waiting and hearing from you. And, Lord, I know that you will speak to him as he does, that you will say, go to the right, go to the left, that you direct our steps. We can even make the plans, but as the Scripture says, that you do direct our steps, that you would make it clear to him, that, Lord, that you would prepare him for what you have, and, Lord, that in that time that he would step out in obedience to go the way that you want him to go. I thank you that, Lord, he called. And because I know that there are those listening right now that perhaps are going through a similar thing, and I pray that you would bless them 
and that you would minister to them as well, your word, a voice behind them saying this is the way, even using the word of God to, to bring answers and direction. And so I pray that you would do that with Will. He would have the confidence that you're going to get him um, to where you want him to go and that you're going to speak to him clearly. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen. Thank you. I hope I hope that was a help to you, Will. Yeah, it was. Honestly, I counseled somebody on that exact Isaiah verse uh, middle yeah. of last week. I was talking to him. I said, come to me. Re- uh, come to him. Reason with him. Yeah. 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 It's just like he just makes, makes a place for us to do that. And even like certain thoughts I was having have were answered in a, the word for today sermon that I was literally listening to two minutes before I had the thought. Like it yeah. was just insane. Yeah. So, you know, it is. And, um, it, you know, we will have all of us in our Christian lives, those times where the Lord you know, is going to have us wait on him. But, you know, I've learned confidence that he is so faithful to speak to us and to to get us where we need to go as we just continually go to him day by day, moment by moment. So, hey, God bless you, Will. Appreciate your call. Thank you. You bet. 303-690-3000. Perhaps some of you are out there and you're waiting on the Lord. Just keep going to him. Don't give up. Keep going to him, keep praying, and waiting on the Lord's not always easy, uh, but we need to learn to wait in our spiritual lives. He will be gracious to those who wait on him. He will bless those who wait on him. He'll be good to those who wait on him. He will show his compassion to those who wait on him, and he will renew your strength. And so um, he's faithful. The Lord is faithful. Just keep going, and he promises to be a word behind you saying this is the way walk in it. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We got an open line. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live uh, with Pastor Jeff Biggs at Calvary Chapel Greeley. And we're going to go to Aurora Aaron on line three. Aaron? Hey, Pastor. This is Aaron and Aurora. How are you? I am good. Thank you for calling. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you. Hey, I'm calling about the, I appreciate the topic. Um I've been seeking the Lord and seeking the Lord. Uh, I've been through two divorces, um, and I'm single for a couple years now, um, and uh, I I have peace now. I've heard your topic about singles and how, you know, it is about Paul talked about being relevant as a single, and I've just focused on God, really. And this past Sunday at church, um, I actually go to church at Peace with Christ, just catty-cornered at Calvary. Um, our pastor asked us to lay hands. He was initiating someone in the early childhood center, um, and we he said a prayer to lay hands on her. And as I prayed, I literally felt the Holy Spirit coming out of my hand. I never had this feeling before. Uh, it was a great feeling. I mean, I feel the Holy Spirit in calmness and in peace and in subtle ways, but it was the first time in my life that I ever felt the Holy Spirit literally felt like a beam coming out of my hand towards the lady that they were initiating in the, in the front by the altar. And I was just wondering as a pastor, if this is something that you come across or it was exciting for me. I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on it. Yeah. My thoughts on this, Aaron, are this, and I'm not saying you didn't have that experience, but I think where you need to be careful is, and I think it's great that the pastor um, has, you know, you guys laying hands on each other, praying for each other, um, I, you know, the experience that you had, um, I'm not going to 
try to diminish that at all. But here's the thing you need to remember about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uh, is not a force. Um, sometimes we see in the scriptures where Jesus, like the woman who uh, had the, um, you know, the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years, reached out to touch Jesus, and he perceived power went out from him. Um, and, you know, there's um, Luke chapter 6, the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out of him and healed them all. But here's the thing you need to keep in mind, Aaron. I don't know what the Lord was doing, um, how he was working through you, but always keep in mind that the Holy Spirit, you know, there's power in the work of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is not a force. And I just, I want you to be careful of that because a lot of the faith teachers and faith healers, they treat the Holy Spirit like some kind of force and they'll, you know, wave their arms and everybody falls over or wave their coats and kind of like, you know, the Holy Spirit is a force out there. The Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the Trinity. And there is power in the Holy Spirit, obviously. Uh, but, you know, the experience, I've never experienced anything like that, um, that personally I have. But I do know that the Holy Spirit, that He heals, um, that He works, He's in us. And the power of the Holy Spirit um, is working in the lives of people. And I just got to leave it at that. So I just want to give you that right perspective. Uh, and you probably know it already. Remember that the Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the Holy Spirit that dwells in our hearts. Um, and, it, you know, and uh, but don't don't treat the Holy Spirit just as a force. What power he uses to work through us. Um, maybe if there's perhaps healing or something, um, you know, that may be something that you sense or sensitive to, but the Holy Spirit, keep in mind, is not a force like that, that the Holy Spirit's coming out of your hands or something like that. And so, you know, that's just a little bit of a tweak that I want to give to you. And um, and I'm glad God's using you and you're excited and uh, that yeah. God is working through you. And that's the main thing I think that, that you're wondering. Um, here's the thing, that when God is healing, when he, you know, is using us, um, you know, we, we can enjoy it, we can praise God for it, but he gets the glory, and you know that, and um, we're thankful that he uses us, and uh, he works in us, and then he works through us, and however he wants to do. So I would just kind of keep that focus as he's working in you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a blessing, and I really appreciate listening to you on the radio. Um, I, I'm a truck driver, and I listen to you as, oh, I, as I work um, on a regular basis, and it really is positive and encouraging and it's, it's good wisdom and knowledge. So thanks for all that you're doing and God bless you. You bet. I, and I appreciate you calling and thank you to all the guys who are truck drivers out there. Really appreciate you guys more than you know. So thank you. Appreciate it, Aaron. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the, the call in number, the text line 720-336-0897. Got plenty of time in the program got two open lines, and so uh, I'd love to talk to you, pray with you, uh, minister to you, and um, and to be able to give you some encouragement in the Word of God as much as I can. So keep those phone lines ringing, and um, like I said, we've got two open lines. In the meantime, I'm going to go to Matt in Denver. Matt? Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, you bet. You're on Calvary Live. 
Go ahead. Hello. Hey. So I've got a, just a prayer request. <clears throat> There's a gentleman that I met um, recently, and he just shared with me today that his daughter, 11-year-old daughter Nellie, was hit by a truck in April, and I uh, just wanted to get mm-hmm. some prayer for her um, to get yes. her some fast recovery and uh, total healing. Yeah. Ah, that's that's hard. So, Father, we do pray for this uh, Matt, for a customer that, that he's met. I thank you for Matt having sensitivity to really to um, call in for prayer for this daughter of his customer. Lord, uh, I do pray for you bring recovery to her, healing to her. Um, Lord, being hit by a truck. Uh, Lord, that you would just touch her body, touch her mind, her emotions, um, everything, because the trauma that she went through. Um, and be with the family, Lord. I just pray for healing and the issues that she's dealing with. You know what it is that she's dealing with physically and, and everything else. And Lord, I just pray that if Matt has opportunity to bring encouragement uh, to this family, that you would use him in that way. But Lord, I pray for your healing touch, we ask as we come to you, because you're a merciful, gracious God. And we ask for your mercy and grace upon this 11-year-old um, young girl that went through this tragedy and, and trauma of being hit by a truck. We just pray that you would heal her in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you very much for that. Appreciate you. You bet. You bet, Matt. We'll be praying. Let's see. I believe we've got all open lines, and we're going to be going to the break in a few minutes. So give me a call. Got plenty of time. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897-720-336-0897. So I'd love to talk to you. Uh, grab one of those open lines as we're going to be heading to break here in just a few minutes. And um, had a great, great uh, first half so far of the show. We, we've been busy. Uh, I did want to uh, just pass along uh, that that be in prayer as we're praying for those up in Estes Park uh, right before we went to the phone lines uh, of the fire up there. We're praying that they get it contained, uh, and uh, some people are out of their homes right now. This is something very familiar here in Colorado, and those of you who are listening in other parts of the country, we have gone through such a dry season and terrible fire season. You hear about it in California and out west. Colorado's been a part of it. Uh, but I, I noticed that on the news that there are two records that we're about ready to break. One is how many days consecutively we have gone without any measurable snow. Now, it doesn't mean we haven't had any moisture, but we have not had any measurable snow for well over 200 days. That's a long time for us here in Colorado. And we're about ready. I think the, the record is 235 days. We're about ready to break that record and then and to extend it. There's nothing in the forecast. The mountains are very dry. There's red flag warnings that are out there. And then also we're about ready to break the record along the front range of the latest snowfall that has ever been recorded. And I think it's November 21st is the latest that we've had measurable snow here in Denver. Um, And so we're about ready to break that record with no snow in sight. So be praying for us, and and, uh, the mountains are dry, and I know that some of the ski areas are having a delay uh, opening up, 
And we know that even Steamboat, Steamboat, which gets normally a lot of snow and opens up about this time of the year, they have absolutely no snow at their base, none at all. And uh, it's been actually warm uh, at night, so they can make snow, but it ends up melting. So just pray for us, and water is very important. It's a valuable resource. And here where I live in Greeley, um, it is something that uh, we depend on. So uh, pray in that area. We hear a lot about drought and stuff, um, but we're here to minister to you. Maybe you're feeling drought in your heart, and uh, and we want to encourage you and bless you. So uh, we're going to go to break, and then we're going to go to phone lines. We've got a couple open lines And so 303-690-3000, text line 720-336-0897. We're going to be right back. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and and, uh, listening to the program. Uh, It really is a blessing. It's a privilege to be with you for this hour. The host on Monday and Tuesdays, my name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. So grateful for those who call in, who text in. Those of you who are listening uh, on Grace FM, you're listening live on this Tuesday uh, afternoon. And uh, I want to also welcome all those who are listening, perhaps online, uh, and those on Hope FM and Truth FM and Radio by Grace all around the country. We welcome you. I really do thank you for tuning in. And, and tell your friends about Calvary Live. And be sure to support your local radio station, um, and if you're listening on Hope FM, support them. If you are listening to Truth or Radio by Grace, support them. Uh, be supporting Grace FM here in Colorado. Um, they're going to be coming up next month on another anniversary. God has provided for this radio station in Colorado for over 10 years now. And I am so grateful for this incredible, wonderful radio station, and Calvary Live, and all the wonderful teachers. We need it more than ever, so support local radio. Also, just a quick announcement is that uh, I want to let you know that here in Greeley area, those of you listening on Grace FM, that we are collecting shoe boxes. We're the collection place for Greeley and Weld County. So look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, for times collection times that will go through Monday, and uh, so privileged to, to be a part of that ministry. So Operation Christmas Child Collection Week, all week long, to um, all of you out there across the country, many, many churches um, that uh, are participate, individuals, even businesses now that do uh, OCC. And so it's not too late to be a part of that. Get your shoebox, fill it uh, with blessings for a child, a boy or a girl, and then bring it back to... Uh, wherever they're collecting, and it will go out with the gospel message across the whole world. So if you're not familiar with Operation Christmas Child, uh, take a look at it. Samaritan's Purse, Operation Christmas Child will come up and tell you all about the wonderful ministry. So just want to give that quick announcement. Got an open line, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Text line 720-336-0897. 
Let's go to Damaris in Fort Lauderdale. Damaris? Yes? You're on Calvary Live. Oh, hi. I, I forgot I had to repeat the question. So. Yeah, if you could just give me a, a quick a question, and then we'll have our discussion, and I'll try to encourage you the best I know how. So uh, my question is actually not even for me, really, but um, I have a friend, uh, a really, really good friend, and he's um, he's married. He got married a couple of years ago, um, and the marriage only, like, pretty much lasted a year, but legally, he's still married, um, and he's now in a relationship of three years. Um, he does uh, pray a lot. He reads the Word a lot. Um, he doesn't uh, actually assist a church. You know, I always tell him he should congregate and stuff. Uh, but my question is, uh, what would be the right thing to do? Apparently, he did sub- file for a divorce, but um, for some reason, she won't grant him the divorce. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, wondering, is... Is he supposed to go back with her, or like, what is the the right thing to do at this point? Yeah. And it's hard to, you know, to be on the radio to to really assess assess the situation. But what you've told me is, yes, what he's doing is sin. He's still married; um, they're not divorced. He's in another relationship, and and he's been in that relationship for three or four years. I don't know whether he's tried to reconcile this marriage uh, and what the laws are. Every state is different, but he is still married. And that's one of the things that you said. He's still legally married to his wife that he married. And um, he's either tried to restore that marriage. That needs to be the focus. Or for whatever reason, if he feels like he has biblical grounds for some reason, but he's living with somebody that's the other problem where he's in a long-term relationship with somebody. I don't know if they're living with some together or, you know, um, but the thing is, I mean, they basically live their lives like a married couple. And I guess that's that's a problem. I have an issue with it only because I mean, in a sense, I feel the same way. And, you know, the Bible says that the sin isn't he who knows how to do the right thing and doesn't do it. Yeah, yeah, so and he can say. That's my concern. You know, I'm like, yeah. is, is even if he prays and reads the Bible and everything, right. I'm just like, how do you go about it? And at the same time, I'm thinking, because um, he says he doesn't, you know, love her, and he's like, I feel like I never really did love her; that it was a rebound. But I'm like, but you still made a commitment, so yeah, you made a commitment. He's still married, and here's the thing: is that the Christians can make excuses and. One of the things that we deal with, it, there are couples that feel like they can live together and they're not married. And um, he he can come up with the excuses of, well, I'm trying to go through this divorce, but he's not living in a way that God wants him to. And um, if they're living together um, and they're consummating their relationship, all this stuff, it is sinful. And he is still married to somebody. And here's the thing, God will not bless it. God will not bless sin, and he will not bless compromise. And so the right thing to do, if he's reading this Bible, should know that he is to try to work on his marriage, his wife, not make excuses, and try to get counseling. And I don't know what he has done, but that's the direction you want him to go, to do what is right, 
to do what is pleasing in the Lord. And, you know, to, to go to, if he's reading the Bible, uh, if they're going to church, to go get counsel. And, and hopefully the church will give them very godly counsel and bring correction to them. And that's what we're to do as leaders. Because the situation, what little you, you've told me, um, it sounds like it's, it's you know, excuses and I'm going to live any way that I want. And here's the thing. We as Christians, we don't just live any way that we want. We live the way that God has prescribed for us in holiness and righteousness. But he will not bless sin and he will not bless compromise. And, um, and you know, we deal with it all the time. I, it's amazing how many couples, you know, feel like it's okay to live together you know, as a Christian couple. And we know that God says that we're to come together in the marriage relationship and that um, he has a lot to say about it, very clear message. And he also has to say about, you know, desiring. Jesus said that that when a husband and wife comes together, uh, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and two shall become one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man put asunder it is God's desire that we remain husband and wife for the rest of our lives. And I understand there's biblical grounds. I understand divorce happens. But to to just, you know, still be married and living with somebody else, there's there's problems there. I would encourage him to seek godly counsel and encourage him to continue to, to, to do what is right uh, and not continue in the direction that he is going. So, Father, I just pray for this individual I thank you for Damaris, who, who is concerned. And I just pray that she would be able to speak words of wisdom and even correction and exhortation for him to do what is right, to go seek godly counsel. And, and Lord, I just pray that uh, this individual would understand that um, there's sin involved and that correction would come to them. And, uh, Lord, uh, I just pray for you to intervene uh, because you do desire for us to walk in holiness and righteousness. And Lord, you have some very sobering things to say about commitment and marriage and your desire for husband and wife to remain together. And Lord, I know that divorce can come. And, and I know that um, straining and difficulty comes in marriages. But to do what is right so you can bless and you can work in that situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very right. much. I appreciate it. Okay, you. you bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000. Listen, we have to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. And the Lord is pretty, pretty clear on those things. And we want to encourage people to do what is right um, as they, um, you know, are living life in every area of our lives. Because his ways are good and true and right. And he desires for us to pursue righteousness and flee, you know, uh, sinful uh activities and sinful lust and and all of that and um, to do what is good and, and right before the Lord. So um, that's what we want to encourage people in as we talk to them. Um, we got an open line. Let's go to JoJo in Arkansas. Hello. Jojo. Hello. Hi, JoJo. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um, I have two questions, actually, but one is um, repeating prayer. I heard you the other mm-hmm. day, and it was kind of similar to this, but not exactly. It made me think. So I repeating prayer, like, I'll do it every night, and sometimes when I'm just sitting, and I'll pray the same thing and other things when I have time on my hands or, you know, a space or a right. thought of God. 
Is that right. okay? Or is that like saying, I don't believe you because I really do. I mean, and I don't yeah. want to do wrong. Well, I repeat prayer all the time. I pray for my kids. I pray for the ministry. I pray for people. I'm repeating prayer. What Jesus talked about when he said about, you know, he's teaching the disciples how to pray because they came and asked, you know, teach us to pray, Lord, which I find very interesting. They didn't come to him and ask, teach us to heal people or to teach a powerful sermon. They said, teach us the prayer. And Jesus went on to say in that, as he gives the Lord's Prayer, he says, you don't have to give vain repetition. Um, he would, the Sermon on the Mount, I believe, he would speak about don't give vain repetition as the religious leaders. But there's a difference between repeating, coming to the Lord, and and putting our request, uh, because I I say similar prayers all the time. Lord, for my children, for the ministry here, for the leadership here, for families, it's vain repetition. And that's what the Lord says that you're not going to get God's attention. And there are those who think, well, because I grew up in the Catholic Church, and it was like, um, you know, our Father. You could say our Father without even thinking about it, you know. And, um, you know, go to confession and say ten Our Fathers or whatever. Those are things that are vain repetition. But when it's coming from your heart, and Jesus said, ask, please ask. Matter of fact, uh, he talks about a parable of uh, a woman who went to a judge and kept coming to him and asking him, and then the judge would grant um, what it was, her petition. But the thing is how much more the Lord does for us. So there's nothing wrong with repeating prayer. Uh, it's coming from our heart. We're pouring out our heart to the Lord. Now, I know that my kids have come to me, when, particularly when they're young, and asked things over and over again, and I'm very patient with them. And, you know, and I just... I don't mind it. I want them to come. Uh, it's the vain repetition that Jesus says, don't do not do that, because, you know, the Lord doesn't hear. You're not more holy. It's when you're just kind of spewing it out, um, and you're not really thinking about it is, is what he says. You don't need to do that. And um, as I said, you know, um, I, I, I went to church on Sundays a few times, whatever, but I am 59, and I just got with the church on August 21st, 21, and I went on Sunday, and I've been going every Sunday, every Wednesday, and now they're starting a new group, and then they do things, I do things. I'm doing it because I really want to, not to gain points, because, like, if anyone, you can't mm-hmm. lie to God, right? And so, right. and my kids, my son's the tough one, and my daughter, I'm not sure, and I've been praying for them. Now, is there a book that I could read and or my daughter might be one to to give it to or something to to softly um, bring it upon her, I guess I would say. Are you asking for reference for a prayer book or on prayer? Well, or? I, I'm not, uh, I, I, I'm not, I don't know. Um, just okay. a book or a prayer book. I'm, I'm not sure, to be honest. To encourage her to pray or encourage her in her faith? Well, just in her faith to, you know, know that there is God. And, you know, my I get my son in a sense, but I've always believed, and I don't know why, and I don't need to, but it's like yeah. I did have to think, well, you know, how do I know the Bible's true, this, that? But then deep okay. down it's like it doesn't matter, I believe, for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. And my son's like, he goes, he's like, well, how do I know it's true? I mean, the, you know. Right. So. And here's, I mean, here's I, the thing, JoJo. 
they're going to ask those questions. Young people are asking those questions, and it's okay for them to ask those questions. And we have answers for them. So there's some good apologetic books that are out there. Norm Geisler, you know, there's um, a number of uh, references that he has. Uh, You can look up Norm Geisler. You can look up Ron Rhodes. And he has written a lot of apologetic books, how to answer um, these questions. Um, And he's very, very good at it. And you can look up those references and kind of go through what would be good. Ron Rhodes is R-O-N and then R-H-O-D-E-S. And um, he is one that um, is an author, and uh, he's very, very easy to understand. And he has books on how to answer certain questions, why the Bible is true, these kinds of things. Josh McDowell is another one that you might want to look at at his references. Josh McDowell wrote a book called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. And Jojo, when I was in college, I was wondering these same things. How do I know the Bible is true? You know, how can I trust what the Bible says? And I read a book Josh McDowell wrote called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. And he just wrote it out, how we can trust the canon of Scripture, trust who Jesus said he was. And it was incredible. It was wonderful. But Josh McDowell, Ron Rhodes, um, Norman Geisler's are good apologetic books that will help you. Lee Strobel's another one. The Case for Christ is a very good book that you might have them read. Lee Strobel, Case for Christ, I believe that's one of the best sellers that has been around for years. We have it in our bookstore. Those are good references for you. Great. Well, thank you so much. God bless you. God be with you. And Jojo, you keep praying for your kids, okay? Can we do a prayer for them? Absolutely we can. And it's okay because I know I pray for my kids. I pray for the people that are linked to me in my life, for relatives that are unsaved, and I'm going to keep praying for them. and, And it's okay to do that. So, Father, I do pray for Jojo. I thank you that she's growing, that she's come to faith. And, Lord, I just pray for her children that that, Lord, you would open up their eyes and that you would soften their hearts to the gospel, to your truth, that that you give JoJo just uh, opportunity to find those resources that will be helpful. But, Lord, I just pray that for their salvation to bring them to you, and, Lord, um, that they would experience the joy that JoJo has right now, just knowing you. And, Lord, that JoJo would know this, that you are a loving father that desires for their children to come and ask. And we have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father. And we can bring our supplications and prayers to you with thanksgiving. So I thank you for her call, and I pray that you would bless her in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, you bet, so Jojo. much. God bless, God bless you. you. You bet. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's go to Betty Jane in Pennsylvania. Betty Jane. Hi, how are you? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. Yeah, thank you. I'm so I'm so glad to uh, be able to speak to you. So I'm calling for a couple of reasons. I I would really appreciate prayer. Um, I have a, a challenging job working in hospice care. I'm a registered nurse, mm-hmm. and um, the patients are challenging, the facilities are challenging, and um, 
So I just want to bless these people that I work with, whether they're the patients or the uh, or the staff, and just be a light. And yes. uh, God gives me the grace to do that. It's you know I do mm-hmm. believe it's new every morning, but uh, it's it's a big job. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, and my family's been very challenging, but um, you know I've accepted where they are with my Christianity, and that they really are not happy uh, with that. So it's okay. Yeah. I just pray for them. I miss them, yes. but yeah, and that's what we'll do. We'll pray for them. You know, Betty Jane, thank you for your work. I, I really want to say that, and I want you to remember that the work that you're doing is a good work as you're in hospice care with people, with families at a very, very difficult time in their lives as, as seeing loved ones that are in their last days, um, their last moments. And you are dealing with, with those, uh, who are, you know, going through grief, going through sorrow, going through confusion. And I'm so thankful that God places his people there to be a light. And I, I believe that he's going to really honor that. And, and yeah, people won't always be receptive or nice because they're going through so much. They're going through so much grief and heaviness and sorrow. But you just keep speaking words of truth and encouragement as the Lord allows you. And I'm thankful that you're there to be a light and to bring comfort to those patients. And, um, and I believe God's going to bless you for that. And then yeah. for our families, we, we need to continue to pray for our families because I can almost guarantee that most people that are listening to this program or all people have family members, friends, loved ones that we need to pray for. And we need to be praying because we live in such dire days, difficult days, and, um, and we see it all around us. So, Father, I do pray. I pray for Betty Jane. I thank you for what she does. I, I thank you for her care for those who are in their last moments of life. Just help her be a light to those who need it, to give words of truth and encouragement as you give opportunity, to be with the families, even though it's difficult. They're stressed. They're grieving. Um, they're maybe even confused. Um, they just are overwhelmed. And I pray that you would give Betty Jane just wisdom and just encouragement and just words of comfort, and that um, that you would use her in that way, to to know that she can she is to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that her work is not in vain. What she does, I thank you for those in the medical field that are out there. I thank you for those who are bringing care, that are working in the hospitals. I, I think of so many here in Colorado that we've heard that are in the ICUs, those who are working with families, you know, that um, are, you know, very critical, that are dying even. So I just pray for your strength upon them. And, and I thank you that you put us in different places to be able to minister to people and the families in their time of need, in their worst times that they're going through. I just pray for also Betty Jane's family. I just pray that you would be with her, and give her wisdom, and Lord, that as she stands firm for you, we know that Jesus said that that as we believe in him, there will be separation um, between family members. But Lord, I just pray that there's also reconciliation and healing 
that they would come to you and their eyes would be opened up and their hearts would be softened to the gospel, that you would work in their lives and, Lord, draw them to you. I thank you for Betty Jane. I thank you that she's a precious, precious saint desiring to please you, live for you, and to be used of you. So just work that all in her life. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. So may I just comment, you know why I love my Christianity and my faith and my belief um, and my what? and my closeness to God is because I just feel it. it's so, it's such a life. It's so much it of life um, yeah. and what just... life and living and being human is all about. And it, it's just yeah. so, um, it's just so wonderful. You just, you just spoke great words of wisdom. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life abundantly. And sometimes there are those who say, yeah, life abundantly and, you know, the health wealth guys. But you just hit the nail on the head that he came to give us life, to live a life of peace and joy. We can't have real joy apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. We might be happy for a time, but joy is so much deeper to have real wisdom. We don't have to walk in darkness. We don't have to be deceived to receive strength, to receive comfort. That's what we get from the Lord. And you are so right that being a Christian, there's blessings that come with it. And even we experience those things when we go through the trials and the disappointments and the loss. He came to give us life, a life eternally, but life abundantly, to live life the way it was meant to be lived. And that is with satisfaction and fulfillment and knowing the Lord. And he's the one that brings that. We can't find it in the world. And um, and so I appreciate your comment there. It's so true. And uh, live for Jesus. That's what I tell everybody. Live for Jesus. Don't live for the world. Because the world's nothing but a big ripoff. And so deceptive. And live for Jesus. Yeah. And Amen. I can just Amen. sense the the joy in your heart. So thank you for calling. Well, thank you. Keep doing the good work, okay? And and, and happy Thanksgiving to you and, and your family. Thank you. To you too. God bless you. Hey, let's go to Boulder. Michael's been been holding Michael. Yeah. You're hello. on Calvary Live. Um, yeah, so I am in a relationship with a woman and we have a son together, but we're not married. Uh, we do live together. Um, our church has told us to separate for some time and whatnot. Anyway, uh, tensions are really bad between us, um, and they just they flip-flop from really good to really bad. Um, I, I, I read the Word a lot, you know. Um, I know what the Bible says about marriage, but I just I don't know if I should uh, marry her or not, especially considering our relationship's really bad. Um, obviously, there's a lot of details and whatnot, but I was just wondering. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, the yeah. thing is, you said as you're living together, you know that's not what God wants you to do. So right. either you get married and and get the counsel that you need, and your church has given you, it sounds like, that advice, um, and then or you do separate to where you're not living together. And, you know, I don't know where, you know, um, this other woman is, where she is spiritually and stuff, but to get that godly counsel and to move forward in a way that God wants you to, and what can happen is there can be a lot of emotions that are involved and things like that. But you said the relationship is not good. It's not good to get married if there's a lot of problems. Because getting married is not going to solve those problems. They usually end up getting worse. 
So there's some things to really you need to work on. And first of all, saying, okay, Lord, I read your word, as you said. I know what your what your word says and tend to move out in obedience because if there's compromise, if you continue just living the way that you are and living with her and, and living in, in compromise and sin and carnality, God is not going to bless it. But as you seek him, he's going to guide you and direct you and begin to work in your life. So, you know, seek the counsel of your church, the godly counsel that you're getting, and then you got to trust the Lord, that, Lord, um, we're just going to do what is right. I'm going to do what is right in your sight. So, Father, I pray for Michael. I just pray I can sense that he's, you know, in a little bit of uh, uh, just agony and questioning. But, Lord, I think some of that is conviction. And, Lord, conviction is always to draw us to you. It's not to push us away. And I just pray that you speak clearly to him what he is to do in this situation, that he would receive godly counsel, that, Lord, that as he reads the word, that you would speak to his heart and Lord, do what is right, and um, and knowing that um, you're going to work in that situation. I just pray for him, for wisdom, for guidance, the strength to do the right thing. And I just pray that you would just um, just just work in his situation um, that he's in. In Jesus' name, Amen, and Amen. Okay, Michael. Thank you so much. All right, you bet. Hey, had a great show, everybody. Thank you for calling. Calvary Live will be back same time tomorrow. So be sure to tune in. So glad that you join us. Going to be heading into Thanksgiving. So looking forward to next week when we are going to give thanks to the Lord for all he has done. God bless you. Keep in the word. Keep reading. Keep looking to him. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.